I was founded in FOCO, and because of the work of this community, I have been able to get out to these larger companies. So I owe a lot of gratitude to this region. Hey, it's Nick Armstrong, and this is the Founded in FOCO podcast. Each episode, we get to talk with a mover and shaker in our community doing fun and awesome things. And today, I have with me Cindy Skalicki. Cindy, hey, everybody. tell us about your business. <laughs> hey, Nick, it's so great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, On Point Communications is actually more than seven years old by now, which is shocking and exciting all at the same time. I am a communications consultant, and primarily I'm working with leaders in innovation and senior executives who really want to show up better in front of their audiences with their messaging. So I'm helping them level up in executive presence through their messaging, which could be everyday stuff like meetings to big presentations or keynotes. And we just turn all the dials, whatever notches they need to be turned. So you're sticking the landing. So can you tell me a little bit about what exactly is executive presence? How does that, how does one develop that? That's a great question. And we've talked in some of the, I've done some webinars with a partner, um, Rusty Gaylord, who is the former um, finance head at Apple. We did some of these together. And so the reason I say that is because we looked for a definition of executive presence, no dice. You know, there's a definition of rhetoric, which is my background, but there's not a really common definition for executive presence. But what we do know is that executive presence is a feeling. It's a feeling that leaders give to their audiences, to their team members, to their stakeholders that says, I trust this person. This person is authentic, vulnerable, credible, and has some of that softness that that they that people crave, that honesty in communicating. It's someone, someone who has executive presence is able to sit in a room in a meeting. And other people at the table are like, you know, I think I'm going to wait and see what Nick says, because I believe he's got probably the best answer in the room. So it's that level of confidence, skill combined with heart. So it's heart and head all bundled up into one person and it's not fake. And and to be clear, you don't have to be the leader, the CEO, the executive, you can be a, a leader at any level. And exude. you can be, yes, you, you should be starting to evaluate your executive presence, no matter where you are. If you're a junior level employee, you can still have executive presence and ought to be harnessing those skills right away. Absolutely. You do not have to be the top person. What does that look like in the day-to-day? So if somebody were to show up on on Zoom, <laughs> I mean, that deference, the respect isn't like built in, like right from the get-go, but um, what does, you know, what is a, how do you set yourself up for success in that way? Yes, I actually have two slides I'll be sharing in my session that are around in-person executive presence versus virtual executive presence. So a couple of things on the in-person executive presence, you know, it has to do with your nonverbal communication, how you dress, how you stand, 
proximity. Like, where are you sitting at the table in the room? I have some leaders, I give feedback, like they're not sitting at the table. They're off to the side in one of the chairs and they don't speak very often. Well, that demonstrates low executive presence. And we need to be hearing from these leaders who are asserting and taking initiative with their communication and their ideas. So it looks it looks like someone who's aware of their surroundings, aware that their their nonverbals and how they dress matter, how they communicate with other people through their eyes, through their words, through their proximity to other people. And the the other one that I mentioned is around being able to share a conversation tossing the ball back and forth and not hogging all the time that you have when you're communicating with someone else. So do you want to hear about the virtual part too? I, I do. And I th- this lends itself really well to the Founded in FOCO presentation that you'll be giving. I think that there's so much really uh, depth to this topic that can be explored at any level of an organization. It's true. And the question I frequently lead with is, So if you're getting into a Zoom call and you're going to pitch an investor or you're going to try to make a sale or you're going to try to secure a partnership, when the other person clicks end call and you are off the Zoom call, what do you hope that that person thinks about and feels about you? What And that's how we back it out. So in a virtual situation, you know, some of those things have to do with your background your eye contact right at that doggone dot, right? Your turn taking, and of course your clarity in communicating. And Nick, you wouldn't believe how much work I do with senior leaders on how to run a good meeting, how to run a good call and how to read the room. So we wanna really think about what our outcome is what the outcome is that we desire. How do you want people to see you? How do you hope that they will see you? And how can you in a natural way try to guide them in that direction? On one of the last episodes, Gabe Dorita mentioned that uh, he has a series of games that he walks uh, teams through in order for them to show up authentically and build that culture and that community of of, uh, mutual respect and being able to toss that ball back and forth, even in a Zoom a conference setting where some people might have their videos off or they're heavily filtered or whatever else. Uh, so how does how does executive presence um, show up when you do have a company culture that is completely on Zoom and maybe folks have their you know videos off or they're you know not chiming in or they're incentivized from? Uh, is there some like back work that you have to do in order to to build that community that culture back into into play? Well, with what you just mentioned, Nick, there's two thoughts that are coming to my mind. One is about the backgrounds and the on or off camera part of things. I would argue that it's pretty hard to possess executive set executive presence virtually if you're off camera. I don't think that's what we are looking for in leaders. So if you're a leader listening to this and you are typically off camera in a group call, I would ask you why that is. Now, certainly there are exceptions, but I went to a Fortune 250 company and brought a big two-day masterclass to this group. And I had come into one of the meetings as a fly on the wall in the preparation phase. And Nick, like 80 people are in this call for four hours and 90% of the people's videos are off. So in the session, I said, when I was with them all, I said, who can tell me why all the video cameras are off? 
because we were talking about virtual calls and my uh, client point person said, well, Cindy, nobody told us we shouldn't. (laughs) I was completely, I didn't even know what to do with that. I thought, wow, okay, well, I'm going to tell you all the things that happen when your entire team is off camera. You are not building culture. You are not building rapport and you are saying yes to other people multitasking while you are having this important meeting. Right. I'm off holding laundry at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And that's frequently what's going on. And and then the efficiency of the meeting plummets because people aren't paying attention. They don't know the next steps and the list goes on. Your work has really taken a deep dive into communication and communication efficiency and the human side of connectedness. Uh, in, in much the same way as, as Brene Brown talks about um, vulnerability and um, accessibility of, of those uh, emotions while you're communicating, and that makes it more effective. Um, I, I'm really curious, if there are leaders here who are doing this well, who we can look to as local role models for uh, exec- executive presence or efficient communications or folks who are really doing this well, are you asking me to drop a few names here? As well? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. that's, that's what we do. So, yeah, well, in our, we have um, the first thing I want to say is just what a rich community we have here in Fort Collins. And I don't think I understood its richness until I left it to meander with other communities just in my work and hearing that people in other communities aren't as generous with their time, their availability, their ability their desire to connect and just help each other. And so when I would come back and ask for an introduction or a favor or an opportunity, it was, it's always been yes. Right. And so there are a few people who come to my mind around really strong executive presence and leadership in this area. Um, My good friend and client from years ago, uh, Jennifer Henderson is is an excellent example of executive presence. And actually in part because of the fact that we ended up working together, she was humble enough to say years ago, I was like, I don't I don't really know this whole investor pitch uh, context. I'm really good at the corporate communicating, but I know already that I'm a fish out of water. So the ability to know one's self is something that I really valued in Jen from the very beginning. And the look at the team she's leading and has grown really, really a standout there. Um, Hope Hartman is always one of the most um, warm, inviting, helpful individuals and is constantly on the lookout for people who can help one another. And, and so she certainly comes to mind. Um, there's so many, Nick, um, you know, I've been working and talking a lot with Candace Edelin and, and just her deep desire for people to connect authentically with others at LinkedIn, which is a, a steep hill for a lot of individuals to climb. Um, you know, Denny Atsuga is, is always in with people's businesses, just offering time to talk to them, have a coffee, go, go sit down and work work through some problems and questions that they have. And then of course you, Nick, you're such a, a pillar. I mean, uh, I know you didn't plant that, but it's true. You, you <laughs> so much wouldn't be happening in our community had, if it wasn't for the love you have of this region. 
and Jana Sanchez. I can't say anything about Fort Collins without mentioning Jana. She's a, one of the reasons I became involved in this community at the level I have been um, from the beginning. Yeah. And Jana uh, came from, from Phoenix. We mm-hmm. were uh, co-organizers of Ignite Fort Collins back in the day. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. It was a master class in business, yes. business communication and organizational yeah. efficiency. So yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, and there's so so many others. I could I could take up a whole hour talking about all the wonderful people. Unfortunately, our- most of the folks that you mentioned are going to be right there at Founded in Foco. Well, fantastic. We'll get to thank them in person, which is right. wonderful. <laughs> Tell us about your panel and what folks can anticipate. What are they going to learn? Um, are they going to have to go up and give elevator pitches? Like, how does this? How does your panel work? Yeah, well, it's it's a it's really more of a presentation around how to nail down your narrative with executive presence. So we're going to do a both and we're going to do some messaging work around your storyline in your business. Might be a case study you want to share around a client success. Might be the problem you solve with your actual company that you've built. Um, And then we're going to help you do that with executive presence and having that command of the room, clarity in your messaging and efficiency with your story. People don't know really where to start. Stories are way too long and have too much detail. There is a lack of clarity and directness in communicating. And there's a lot of nervousness as well that always, um, comes into play there as well. So we're going to do our very best to tackle all of those things in our session and let people leave with probably the biggest thing will be the five steps to nailing down your narrative. There's five steps. I've mapped them all out for you. You will walk out with a draft of your narrative of your story. It's it's such a, a huge resource to our community that you're here and speaking to our audience at Founded in Foco. So thank you so much for being willing to do yes. that and sharing that knowledge that comes, you know, from working with the Fortune 100 businesses, Fortune 250 yeah. businesses, um, and bringing it here into Fort Collins because it's yep. There's something that every every business person can learn from you. Uh, well, I just want to say one thing about that. Nick, you know, it's really because I was able to start in Fort Collins and do all this trial by error and vet my product lines and my messaging that I am able to get out to those Fortune 100 and 250 companies now. So like in the truest sense of the word or the phrase, I was founded in FOCO. And because of the work of this community, I have been able to get out to these larger companies. So I owe a lot of gratitude to this region. And that's why I love coming to talk. It's a special place to start a business. And as you said, the community is always willing to to name drop or connect or make other connections to to folks and share resources. It's it's something that's truly unique, I think, to, to the business scene at least around Colorado, but for sure in other states I visited, they don't have that same level of like, I don't know if it's even just welcoming or whatever it is, but uh, initiative around Mm -hmm. um, inclusivity, I guess, would be the Mm -hmm. the right way to put that. So Mm -hmm. for sure. Is there anything else that you, you know, last tidbit of advice or things that you want our audience to know about? I think, I guess, as I'm sitting here right now, reflecting on this, I would tell people who are early to get out there and and start testing their half-baked ideas here in Fort Collins, because you'll never really find a better place to do that, that is so 
open and welcoming. When I look back at how I may mean, have a developed a how-to model, it's been published at Forbes, and it all came from the work I did at Sage inside of the Innisfere. That was my incubator. I didn't even realize I was doing it at the time, but the five years I spent pitch coaching those um, Sage speakers inside of Innisfere allowed me to test, bake, rebake that idea, and it's it's really the essence of my entire business, it's like the chocolate cookie of on-point communications. And it was baked here inside of Innisfere, inside of the Sage community. And I'm truly grateful for the opportunity to incubate that, test it and re redo it. So get out there, take your ideas and go with them and just have that open mind and, and that giving heart and, um, Thank you to everybody who's been so generous to me on my journey. Those of you listening and who've been part of the on point journey, I couldn't do it without you. Absolutely. And and thank you so much for being willing to share your knowledge and your expertise yeah. with us, Cindy. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Where can we find out more about you and your business? I am all over LinkedIn. Um, Cindy Skalicki is where you can find me there. I also have a company page. I'm at Facebook. I have a website, of course, at onpoint hyphen communications.com. It's a hyphen, not an underscore. And I'm at Instagram and Facebook business page. And, you know, I'm pretty much everywhere online. If you just Google my name, you'll find me. <laughs> and I'd love to hear from folks, especially who are listening to this and anything that landed with you. Yeah. And do reach out. Cindy is a wealth of resources. Yeah. And consistently one of the people in Fort Collins that we hear about, like she changed the game of my business. She changed the game. And so positive reviews across the board. Yeah. Thank you. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> there's a welcome. free webinar at my homepage about rehearsing. If you're nervous about rehearsing, there's a really golden nugget webinar. It says, watch this free training. It's right at my homepage on a blue button hit that and take me on a walk with you. I'll teach you some things. <laughs> well, for that and more great resources from your entrepreneurial community, tune into Founded in FOCO, which is March 1st through 3rd. And we're at Front Range Community College. And you can always check out our uh, backlog of awesome content, recorded panels and podcasts and more interviews with founders, entrepreneurs, and folks just looking to get things started here um, at foundedinfoco.com. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nick Armstrong, and this is a Founded in FOCO podcast. For more great interviews like this one, join us at foundedinfoco.com.